it's that time again. Time again for the Go Wild Go podcast. Podcast number 12. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by the publisher of Go Wild Go, Ian McMacken. Well, there they are, Ian. There's the crowd again. So, welcome to number 12, podcast number 12, and off the heels of a great victory. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, Jeff. Uh, came off a great week. I think this week for Wyoming athletics has been one of the better weeks we've had in a long time here, uh, getting the big win over Boise State, nationally ranked, uh, vaulting ourselves at the top of the standings with the chance to uh, inside track to go to the Mountain West Conference Championship game. But also recruiting really picked up this week. Got five five or six really good football commitments. I'm sure Tom's going to go over later. And then in addition to that, uh, the basketball program uh, picked up a big-time blue-chip basketball uh, recruit. So it's been a really good good week for Wyoming fans. And uh, It really started with that win over Boise State. Boy, it's been one of the best weeks in a long time for Wyoming athletics. And you're right, there's just uh, good news popping up all over the place. And uh, I tell you what, that game was something else. Um, I was just, uh, strangely, I was just calm throughout the whole thing, even when they got down by 14 points, because it just felt right. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, those guys just, um, our guys just came through uh, and just calmly won that football game, basically. Yeah, you and me must have been on the same universal plane because I was really calm during most of the game myself, uh, even when the Cowboys got down. I guess I'm getting maybe getting more mature as a, as a fan and a follower of the program. And I think what I did was just take one play at a time. And, and this is the second time the Cowboys have been down in, in a big game, the Colorado State game a few weeks back. They got down and, and were able to pull themselves back in the contest. So I think that's a – a very good uh, character element of this uh, football team that's really starting to develop. Yeah, I tell you, it, uh, it's really, really impressive. I tell you what, why don't we, um, why don't we take a time out here and listen to uh, the play-by-play? All right. Wyoming Cowboys notched their sixth win of this season this past Saturday, October 29th, by defeating the 13th-ranked Boise State Broncos 30-28. The victory put the Pokes on top of the Mountain West Conference's Mountain Division with a record of 4-0 against Mountain West competition and 6-2 overall for the season. The game started off on a promising note when Wyoming safety Rico Gafford forced Boise State to fumble on the Broncos' opening drive, which was recovered by cornerback Robert Priester with 13.08 remaining in the first quarter. Spurbeck in motion. Give it to McNichols. He's got room. He's spun around at the 30. The ball comes loose. The Cowboys say they have it. Wyoming says they have it, and they do. The Cowboy defense comes up with another touchdown.
takeaway. Their 16th of the season. The Pokes were not able to convert on the recovery. However, on Wyoming's next possession, quarterback Josh Allen was intercepted by Boise State's Chancellor James at the Boise 29-yard line. The Broncos took nine plays, capped off by a five-yard touchdown run by running back Jeremy McNichols, who scored a five-yard running score, making the score Boise State 7, Wyoming nothing, with 3.14 remaining in the quarter. Boise State added insult to injury, followed by a two-yard touchdown run by McNichols with 11.51 remaining in the second quarter, extending the Broncos' lead to 14 to nothing over the Pokes. The Cowboys closed the gap to seven points when Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen connected with senior tight end Jacob Hollister on a 19-yard touchdown pass with 9-10 remaining in the second quarter, making the score 14-7 Boise State. Fake the inside handoff. Throw egg wide open. This is caught. Touchdown, Cowboys. Boise State extended their lead back to 14 points on their next possession, covering 75 yards in eight plays, capped off by a 16-yard scoring run by Alex Matheson with six minutes and 26 seconds remaining in the second quarter, making the score Boise State 21, Wyoming 7. The Cowboys again narrowed the scoring deficit to 11 points, 21-10, with a 40-yard field goal by freshman kicker Cooper Roth with 148 remaining in the half. The Cowboys' Rico Gafford intercepted a Brett Rippon pass on the Broncos' subsequent possession, returning the ball 32 yards to Boise State's 35-yard line with one minute and 33 seconds remaining in the half. Takes the snap and wants to throw. Has time and throws. Deep right side. This is going to be picked off. It's intercepted by the Cowboys. Picked up by Gafford. Gafford, he's at the Cowboy 45. Now midfield. Now to the 40 and runs out of bounds at the 35 of Boise State. Rico Gafford, the junior. The Cowboys narrowed the scoring deficit to 21-17 on a spectacular 28-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Jacob Hollister with 52 seconds remaining in the half. Kind of a modified pistol as Hill is behind. Now the inside handoff. Nope, the fire. It goes to Hollister. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. The Wyoming defense sacked Boise State quarterback Rippon twice late in the first half. First, Rippon was sacked by Kevin Prosser for a loss of eight yards. Out of the shotgun. Takes one last shot here. Oh, he's going to be hit. And he's dropped. Sacked. Back at the 45-yard line. Rippon was sacked again on their next play, this time by Lucas Waka to end the half. Rippon takes the snap, now under pressure. He's going to be sacked again. Back at the 45 of Boise State, and that's how the first half will come to a close. Oh, it'll end with an exclamation point. The third quarter saw a defensive battle between the two teams, with neither team managing a score. The Cowboys ended this scoring drought early in the fourth quarter and closed the score to within one point of the Broncos on a 39-yard field goal by Cooper Roth, making the score Boise State 21, Wyoming 20 with 13 minutes and 5 seconds remaining in the game. Boise State again extended their lead with 10 minutes and 50 seconds remaining in the game on a 33-yard scoring pass from 
wide receiver Thomas Spurbeck to the quarterback Rippon, making the score Boise State 28, Wyoming 20 after the extra point. The Cowboys responded immediately on their next drive by going 10 plays capped off by a beautiful 27-yard pass from Allen to senior receiver Tanner Gentry to the back of the end zone, making the score Boise State 28, Wyoming 26. Third and 13, Allen trying to get loose. Allen rolls to his right, pointing downfield. Throws on the run to the end zone. This is caught! It's caught! Touchdown, Cowboys! Tanner Gentry with the catch and the score. The Cowboys tied the score 28-28 on a successful two-point conversion from Allen to Jake Mahart with six minutes and 42 seconds remaining in the game. Allen, they'll bring Conway in motion, fake it to him. Allen rolling right, guns it to the end zone. This is caught. That's good. The two-point conversion is good, and we're tied. The Cowboys and Broncos traded drives with the Cowboys pinning the Broncos on their 10-yard line with one minute and 28 seconds remaining in the contest. On the Broncos' second play from scrimmage, Wyoming's Chase Appleby sealed the deal with one minute and 25 seconds remaining by forcing Broncos quarterback Rippon to fumble through the end zone for a safety. Second and 10 at their own 10 for Boise State. Rippon in the gun. Wants to throw, now moves, oh, he's hit, and the ball is loose, and it rolls out of the end zone. That should be a safety. That's a safety. The Broncos' onside kick was recovered by Tanner Gentry, and the Cowboys were able to run out the clock for the victory. What a game. What a game. What a win for the Wyoming Cowboys. The final score. Oh, the score. Wyoming 30. Boise State 28. We want to thank Learfield Sports, the University of Wyoming, and Mr. Dave Walsh for the courtesy of using their game highlights. I'm Jeff Fry reporting. There you have the uh, play-by-play. Well, I tell you what, uh, that was a relentless uh, effort by the Cowboys. Uh, got down twice by two four, uh, 14 points, and uh, yet uh, they marched to victory. I tell you, that that was a classic, and uh, I think that rates right up there in the, in, uh, the top 10 uh, victories, at least in my lifetime. Yeah, they would definitely be in the top 10 for me, too, and it's really, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest win uh, we've had in a, as a football program within conference in probably 20-some years, and maybe our biggest win, you know, is arguably some of our non-conference losses, but this is the first time we've been positioned, and actually this late in the season, in, in a couple decades, to have the inside track. We all control our own destiny. Wyoming controls our own destiny and getting that Mountain uh, champ, uh, West Championship game. So uh, it's been a long time since we've been in this position. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, in fact, I am kind of nervous to think about the next four games and uh, really have been trying to push it out of my mind because uh, uh, I have a lot of confidence in Cowboys, but um, maybe I'm superstitious, but I don't want uh, something that I'm thinking <laughs> 
would affect it, which it actually won't, but you know how that goes being a fan. Yeah, we all have our superstitions. Um, they got to take one game at a time of Utah State's next team up. Um, it does sound like they do have some added motivation based on some of the comments read this week or just read today that they didn't like the way Utah State, they felt some of the players in the locker room, particularly Brian Hill, said that Utah State really was trying to run the score up on them. At least that was their perception and that they are really ready to go. And uh, they feel, you know, they didn't say the word payback necessarily, but you kind of got a sense with some of the players, they are really highly motivated uh, for this game based on what happened in Logan last year. You know, I tell you, they, uh, uh, I talked to uh, Chase Appleby and uh, uh, Tanner Gentry and Jacob Hollis during interviews, and they mentioned uh, they mentioned uh, how that game last year really affected them. And so uh, we'll hear from them in a few minutes. Um, so, well, I tell you what, let's listen to what Bo, uh, Coach Bowl had to say in his Monday presser about the Boise State game. Okay, another week. Uh... Well, it was a big, big win for our program, and uh, a couple things we'd like to just talk about. Uh, first of all, in a close game, and I really felt going into the game that it was going to be close. Uh, certainly playing at home had an impact. Uh, you know, there's great energy in the crowd, and uh, there's no doubt our players fed off of that. Um, so I want to say thanks to the people who came to the game, particularly the students. I thought they were phenomenal. Uh, in close games, uh, turnover margins usually going to have a big impact in the ball game, <clears throat> and we won the turnover margin there. And uh, we did score on defense, even though it was very late. That certainly got some national exposure. People want to know if I can do that safety dance. That we did, but I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> we created field position in the kicking game. Uh, you know, I thought our punter did an excellent job. And uh, Cooper had some real timely field goals. And so all those points count. And then the bottom line is, is our playmakers made plays. And going into a game like that, uh, your guys who every, – every player out there counts, but your, your dudes, that they need to show up, and those guys did. And so it was a, it was a big, big ball game. It certainly was memorable from my standpoint uh, and a lot of fun. And it's neat to see how uh, the state has – embraced the Cowboys and uh, you know that one's behind us now that was bowl on uh, the Boise State game uh, well you know dang I was hoping he'd do the safety dance but uh, oh well uh, Wyoming has really gotten a lot of national attention from that victory I tell you that's phenomenal well it helps to have uh, teams in our league like Boise State that have gone out there and done some things on the national level because it gives an opportunity for a uprising program like Wyoming. When they do win a game, you get a Mount West team, the top 15, top 20, top 25. Basically, that game was really one of the showcase games. I noticed after I returned back to Denver, I watched uh, some of the sports shows, ESPN in particular and CBS Sportsnet, and they they were really showcasing Wyoming's win and really uh, putting a lot of emphasis on it. So it was good national exposure for the Cowboys getting that victory and winning the game how they won it. Well, Bowl told um, the reporters uh, in his presser that um, the that this is the game that he had told the players that at, at one point they were going to play a game and they'll know 
that uh, uh, that the system and the process is working. And he said this was the game. And so um, that is really heartening to know. He says we've still got a long ways to go, and that's what coaches always say. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll believe him on that. But uh, really, um, uh, I won't use their term "turn the corner," but the team really has a lot of confidence in itself and uh, can really, really see a way forward to uh, have a great season. Yeah, it's about, I think that the key is the, just the daily process of building the program since they got here with recruiting and some other things. They just broke the ground on the high-altitude center. Um, it's going to help a lot with this program. And you got on top of uh, the facility upgrades, but just the general theme of the program over the last couple of years uh, uh, Eventually, things are going to come together, and we're really starting to see that come together right now. Well, let's listen to uh, what Bowell had to say about ranking this win. Well, it's way near the top, uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with just where we were at when we first got here. Uh, we weren't going to take shortcuts. Uh, I know that maybe some you know, people on the outside wondered what the heck's going on, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's rewarding, and... Uh, yeah, you're right. These, there's several big wins, but this one's going to go down to a. This one here is a really special one. So even Boa will will uh, say that this one's a special one. So I tell you, it uh, feels really good to be a Cowboy fan right now. But the season rolls on, and we've got Utah State coming up, which um, we really owe those guys. You know that. They do, and uh, like we talked a little earlier, the, the players remember that game last year. That was not a pretty game for Wyoming. They felt like they kind of took advantage of the Cowboys a little bit when they were rolling, and I believe Wyoming, uh, my sense is that this program knows there is something waiting out for them this, just this season that could be really good and very special, and I think they are uh, looking like a focused bunch of players, and we'll see how they respond versus Utah State on Saturday. Well, I tell you, uh, even though Utah State has had some close losses, I think they're uh, on the negative side of their record. Uh, They've got more losses than wins in the conference. Uh, Bowl uh, still is uh, treating them with a lot of respect. Now we're on to Utah State, and we're striving to get to 1-0. I think a couple things. Many of the guys, uh, people were here last year. They they rolled up on us. And they had 58 points, almost 600 yards total offense. A lot of those playmakers are back. Um, you know, so Myers, a quarterback last year, I think was 16 for 18 or something. Had a phenomenal day. Uh, the running backs are all back. We had a hard time tackling. I understand that's last year, but I want to just uh, make a point. They have really good players. Uh, they're big and strong on defense up front. Um, some linebackers doing a great job tackling. I think they're excellent in the kicking game as well. Uh, their field goal kickers uh, got a high percentage, and the punter's done a nice job. And so uh, we're, we're really pleased that it's at home. I want to encourage our fans. I know it's late, 8.15. Uh, for the older people, just set your clock back to 6.15 and make believe that uh, – you can be young again and uh, go out there and yell. Uh, but there was no doubt. Uh, it was one of the times I remember the noise really started to have an impact in the ball game, and so uh, that's fun to see. So, so 
very pleased with that. Uh, he, again, has a lot of respect for uh, Utah State. He also went on to talk about uh, where Utah State is right now and some of the problems they've been having. Well, they, they've encountered some injuries, but sometimes it's just one of those years of ball bounces one way or the other. Uh, they're, they're a really explosive football team. We're going to have our hands full. Like I said last year, it wasn't even a close ball game. It was it was over early. And um, so um, we'll have our hands full. And, uh, you know, we can't tell where they're at, but we got to make sure we're on the right track. You know, you always get a little bit concerned when you have a young football team. Well, we are young uh, when you come off a, an emotional win like we did. Um, sometimes emotions run high and then they can run low and we need to be steady and I always say that there's a difference between playing with great emotion and enthusiasm uh, emotion will go up and down where enthusiasm and passion and love for the game is going to keep you consistent and that's what we need to strive for so um, Bowl of course uh, has a philosophy of uh, one game at a time he calls it uh, keeping the team at uh, uh, oh, and one. The next game is the next most important game, and I think uh, I think that he's going to have this group focused. Yeah, I think we can trust what Bull does because um, what he did at North Dakota State. I mean, he was able to make that program consistently win week in and week out and become dominant. He's just applying the same philosophy on different levels here at the Wyoming football program, you're starting to see this stuff come together. And one of the things is taking one game at a time. Um, I believe he will have uh, this team focused uh, for Utah State and just – and uh, my suspicion is I think Wyoming comes out and uh, plays a very solid game on Saturday. I think they will too. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, now, he was uh, talking about uh, – the reporters asked him about where they were at this season and, and, and how he felt about it. And uh, he talked about the process that uh, got them to this point. You know, it's hard to define, but there's a, there's, there's a, a vision that we have. Uh, there's a, a process that we have, and we believe in that process. And when some people, you know, would question that, I think uh, what it did, it brought this football team, the coaches closer together. And, you know, this formula works, um, and I, it's not anything I, I – I learned it from Coach Osborne, and there's just a lot of things that go into it that uh, if you have, have the plan, if you work the plan, the plan works, and that's what we're doing. Working the plan, you know, he's uh, – he was uh, continued to ask uh, – they continued to ask him about it, but uh, he has a, a process and a plan – that he has brought with him from his days in Nebraska. And he talked about um, uh, sitting down with Devaney. And when Devaney was um, uh, the coach there uh, of about being at Wyoming, and this is one of the things that inspired uh, Bull to come here. And boy, we can be surely glad of that. Yeah, he, um, I think, really put life in this program and give credit to his uh coaching staff i mean his coaching staff's done a good job complimenting him uh, with his his plan and it just seems like everything's been on the same page since his arrival everybody seems to be you know thinking the same direction and there hasn't been a whole lot of uh outside noise so to speak uh during his process and i think that's a real key because i think that's an intangible when you're building a program that's really important that every that there is that continuity in there despite 
what the record is and how how the team's playing. There always seemed to be still a direction that was going in a positive way. Well, you know, the players reflect uh, what Bull has been saying. And uh, Allen addressed that right after the game in the after-game presser. I, I, you know, I'll say it again, you know, it's a special team. And we've got some special guys that, you know, they just want to win. And they've been through the ringer without our ups and downs. Uh, we've been counted out numerous times. And going from 2-10 and 10 last year to 6-2 and two this year so far, it's, you know, that just complements, you know, our drive, our relentlessness, relentlessness that we have, and uh, ultimately our coaches. And then uh, he went on to talk about the meaning of this game. It's a big win for our coaches. Um, it's a big win for the program. But, you know, as a player standpoint, we look at it as the next game. 6-2 uh, and two now, and, you know, we're in sole possession of, you know, mountainside division. So uh, we got to keep going. We, you know, there's a lot more games to go. So yeah, that's our mindset. So the players really do seem to be bought in. And uh, that is because every one of them in their interviews and everything talk about the process and, and what the coaches have done for them. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Chase Appleby, uh, one of the heroes of the game, it's his second time uh, being a hero. I mean, in the uh, he got the pick six against uh, Colorado State, and he got the safety this time. Uh, let's listen to what uh, my interview with Chase about the, uh, about the game. Well, we have Chase Appleby. On with us in Go Wild Go, and uh, Chase, senior nose tackle out of Frisco, Texas. Welcome to the Go Wild Go podcast. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. I tell you what, uh, you've not only had a good game, but you're, you've been having a really good season this year. Uh, uh, looking back at uh, the CSU game, you had a pick six on your birthday, and then uh, this game you had the uh, safety. Boy, I tell you, that must make you feel pretty good. Picks are so great, you know. Like I was telling Tim, there's not a lot of nose guards around the country who are getting pick sixes and um, safeties, and a lot of that is due to the guys that I'm playing with on defense. They're giving me good opportunities. Um, Coach Steve Standards put me in great spots, and he's uh, he's allowed us to play. And uh, I think it's showing up on Saturdays. It's, it's definitely paying off all the hard work we put in over the summer and spring. So, well, I tell you what, um, I thought it was remarkable to hear that uh, early on the week, early on in the week, you had. Uh, Stomach virus problems or a stomach uh, food yeah. poisoning or something? Sure did, yes, sir. And uh, you... Um, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, um, you seemed to uh, overcome that. Were you still feeling bad when uh, the game came around? Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling too great. Um, I was about 75% with that. And, uh, you know, but, but after those first couple of plays, you get locked back into the game mode. And um, there's really nothing that can take your mind off. Um, definitely had some stomach problems um, leading up to the game, um, but there was no way I was going to miss that one. And I even told my coach, Coach Callagher, that I, I wasn't going to miss that for the world. Even you know, they, they were going to they were going to have to drag me out of there. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, you this week, last week, I guess it was Brian Hill. He had uh, stomach problems, and, and then he mm-hmm. had a record-breaking performance. I don't know. I, I hate to say this, maybe that's a good thing for you guys. You know, it could be. Um, I don't wish what I had on Thursday night upon anyone. Um, I was dog sick. But uh, I guess me and Brian have both gotten sick the past couple of weeks, and we've had good games. So I guess it's good mojo right now. But um, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. Well, I tell you what, um, you've, uh, you're have you in your fifth year. You're a, a, yes, a redshirt freshman. And uh, 
kid all the way from, or I shouldn't say kid, a player, a man from Fresco, Texas. Uh, what's the experience been like uh, coming all the way from down there and, and, and playing good football up in Laramie? What's that been it's like? It's been great. You know, I got, out, I got out here when I was 18 years old and 23 now. And, uh, you know, it's just, been, it's just been a great five years. I've got, you know, my best friend, former quarterback, Brett Smith. Um, I live with Sean Wick. He's one of my other best friends. You know, I've, I've developed some great relationships. Um, and you know what? To have the season go the way it is right now, um, it, it, it couldn't have been any better. Um, like I was saying the other day, if I was to die tomorrow, I'd die happy, man, just, just, just based upon how the season's gone. And, uh, my five years here have been nothing but great. Well, uh, we really appreciate that uh, you came up from uh, came up from Texas to play for us and uh, stayed with us. Uh, I tell you, um, what uh, what's your future looking like? Uh, what are you when, are you going to graduate this year, and uh, what are you going to get your degree in? Yes, sir, I plan on graduating in five weeks or six weeks. It'll be six weeks from uh, Friday. Wow. Okay. Um, I get my degree. In, yep. Get my degree in communication. Um, and I guess after the bowl game, we're going to head back to Frisco, Texas, and uh, start my life there. I don't know um, about the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little undersized, but I might give that a shot too. And uh, you know, no telling what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see uh, a lot of things coming this year. Um, so maybe the NFL will be one of them. Well, you know what? Uh, at least you can take a shot at it, and uh, you certainly have exactly. the heart and heart and uh, effort. You remind me. I wanted to go back uh, to this. Uh, you remind me of a guy by the name of Jeff Boyle. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He was, uh, back in the Glenn era, he was a middle, uh, a nose tackle. He was actually a little smaller than you are. But, boy, he really? was tough as nails, and you remind me a lot of him. So, uh, maybe... Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is something great. Well, uh, I want to thank you for showing up, and I, I want to tell you guys, um, I've been... Uh, I was kind of, uh, how do I put this? I was kind of shocked that um, uh, Tanner didn't remember that there is a trophy involved in this game, and it's that 50 oh, caliber man. rifle. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's definitely a big. Uh, it's a. You know. I've never really even seen it because you know I've never. You never got your hands on it. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I want to see on TV either you or one of the other seniors holding that thing above their head after you take it to the uh, Aggies. All right. I definitely will. All right. Well, good. Well, thank you for um, giving us the time and good luck uh, on this weekend. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day. Take care. Well, that was my conversation with uh, Chase Appleby, a really nice young man who uh, has stayed the course. Uh, he came to Wyoming under Dave Christensen. He was among uh, a lot of Texans that were recruited. Uh, Waka uh, uh, was one of them as well. And uh, I'm really happy that um, uh, he stayed the course. I want to apologize to him. I call him a redshirt freshman in the interview. I meant to say red fresh, redshirt senior. And he's graduating, which is also, also really great. Yeah, I, uh, Appleby, Chase Appleby really represents uh, a player that has helped build Wyoming football through the years. He's a player that wasn't really highly recruited. He really had to come in and work hard, use his grit and his uh, character to turn out to be a really good football this player this year that actually made some big plays for the Cowboys. And I can remember just a year or two ago, maybe a lot of people, uh, even on our message board, 
were very negative about him. They said he was undersized. Wyoming can't win with a guy like Chase Appleby in the lineup. You heard a lot of that negativity about him. And he's a guy that is just grinded away and continued to become a really good football player, even though he's a little undersized. He is quick. He makes some plays with his quickness. And he's made two of the biggest plays you can remember from a Wyoming defense and a player in a long time with that interception return against CSU. And then on top of that safety was absolutely huge. How many teams win games with the safety of this magnitude, a game of this magnitude to make that play was absolutely huge for Wyoming football. Oh boy, was it ever. And a classic way to end the game. And I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Uh, he's done a, a, a really good job and I'm, I'm really happy that he's, uh, been at Wyoming for his entire career. Uh, now, we had two receivers uh, during the game. Tanner Gentry and Jacob Hollister had really good games. Uh, you recall that Gentry got that 27-yard touchdown pass, a uh, laser beam shot right down the middle of the field uh, from, um, uh, from Allen as he was uh, getting away from pursuit. And then uh, Hollister uh, had... Uh, uh, two touchdown receptions so uh they had really good uh, games uh why don't we listen to um what uh my conversation with uh gentry we'd like to welcome tanner gentry to the go Wyo go podcast hello tanner uh how's everything out there in laramie hey how's it going i'm doing great feeling feeling good after the big win but uh ready to move on to utah state well, that's good because that was a fantastic effort that uh, you guys put on. And I wanted to talk to uh, several of you, uh, you in particular, because of that uh, uh, end zone pass that you caught there. Uh, that was in the uh, fourth quarter, I think. Uh, boy, that worked out real well. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, it was third in a little ways, and uh, kind of play broke down, and Josh just kind of got out of the pocket and saw me in the end zone, and I just kind of threw it up for me to make a play. So we were recovered pretty well. Um, he must have thrown that thing perfectly. Yeah, he did. Uh, he made a really good throw on the run, but um, it's kind of expected from Josh with the ability that he has. So it was a great throw. Now, uh, do you guys do any kind of uh, practice with a breakdown play like that? Do you have any sort of protocol, or is it um, is it something that you guys have just uh, gotten used to each other? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. We we kind of practiced a scramble drill uh, in practice, but um, I think it's just we had confidence in me to just kind of come down with the catch and kind of just put it out there as well. Well, that was great. Now, you guys are 6-2. and two. Uh, and a fantastic win against a uh, ranked opponent. Uh, I imagine the team is uh, feeling pretty good about itself. Yeah, we are. Um, we've been dreaming about this kind of success for the past few years, and uh, it's good that we're we're finally seeing it. But I think it's also critical that we kind of stay focused and stay hungry, and um, just taking each week by by week and getting a W each week. Yeah, I know uh, Utah State has kind of had your number uh, over the last few years. Uh, last year particularly, it wasn't a, a great outing. But uh, uh, what do you know about uh, this team coming in this year? Um, I know that uh, they, they don't have a great record right now, but um, I, I know they have good players. And I just think they're kind of having a little bit of an off season. But 
I think that we can't take them lightly at all. They they did um, beat us pretty handily the past couple of years, and um, I think we'll we'll be kind of out for revenge um, from that. So it should be a good one. Well, I hope so. Um, you got to get that rifle back because we've never had it in our hands, I guess, and uh, that would be really something if you can uh, capture that prize. Oh yeah, that would be that would be cool. I kind of forgot about that, but uh, yeah, that's also something that we can play for and use that as something to motivate us as well. Yeah, that's a new. Uh, that's one of the newest trophies in college football, and uh, they've had it uh, ever since. So it needs to be in your guys' uh, trophy case. Yeah, that would be that would be nice um, to add to the the collection for this year. So, well, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I tell you, uh, we're all going to be uh, really excited about it, and I hope uh, I hope we get a lot of fans to come out and see you. In that regard, I want to thank you for coming, and uh, let's. Uh, I want to wish you uh, good luck to you and your teammates, and go out there and beat Utah State. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for showing. That was my conversation with Tanner Gentry, another um, uh, fine young man who's a senior. Uh, we'll be losing him. Uh, he's had a great career, a uh, kid from Colorado. And uh, I tell you, he's he's something special. He's made some big catches uh, for the Cowboys this year, and he was really getting off to a good start last year and got that injury at midseason. And we talked this summer a little bit about him being an impact player, and he's been a great um weapon there for uh, Josh Allen's skills and ability and that was just a, such a big time catch at the back of the end zone what a great play that's gonna that play is gonna go down as one of the, the great Wyoming football plays when we look uh, you know down the road when we start looking back on this season oh yeah I think so too because he was right there at the back of the end zone and Josh Allen just nailed it right down the down between the two uh uh, defenders. I think there were two defenders on him. So, uh, yeah, it was a heck of a play. Heck of a play. Well, there was another guy, of course, Jacob Hollister, of the tight end. Uh, they finally started using him a little more in this game. And uh, they uh, benefited from that with two um, touchdowns from uh, Jacob Hollister and uh, another long reception of like 29 yards. Um, I had a chance to talk to him about the game. Go Wild Go fans, we've got a special guest with us, Jake Hollister, tight end with the University of Wyoming, uh, is with us, and uh, welcome, Jake, to the Go Wild Go podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you guys are coming off a fantastic uh, victory over Boise State, and you had a lot to do with that. Uh, As I see here on the sheet, you had two touchdown receptions, is that right? Yeah, yeah, two, uh, both in the first half. The, that uh, kept us in the game. I tell you, the um, the first one uh, got us fourteen uh, seven, and then they came back and got another touchdown, and then uh, you came back and added um, seven points after the field goal, so it made it twenty one seventeen. So you went into the locker room in pretty good shape. Yeah, no, I was definitely feeling good at half, um, but just also know that we were down. But I feel like we definitely had the momentum going in half, which was a really good feeling. Well, now, one thing about this team that I've noticed this year is you guys seem to have a lot of confidence. You've gotten down a few times this year, 14 points, but confidently come back. Is that something that you've guys gained over the year, or what is it? Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, you look at 
or a game like Colorado State or, or this Boise game where we get down 14 points early and, and you just don't really see um, any guy hesitate or, or look down or anything like that where we just know we got to make a couple plays and, and be right back in it. So that's kind of been ongoing theme with our team. We just have um, a bunch of – our coach will call it earned confidence when it comes to um, feeling good about um, our abilities and, and the way that we can make plays. I tell you, this team does have kind of a special feel to it. Um, you guys seem to have really gelled, um, uh, especially after last year. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's part of it. Is just our guys are really close. We spend a lot of time uh, together off the field, and uh, you know, a lot of us have been together for three, four years, um, close to that at least. And and so it definitely helps when you're out there um, with the chemistry when you're out on the field. Well, now you got a big game coming up uh, at home again against uh, Utah State, uh, a team that's really manhandled you over the last few years. Uh, I imagine you really owe those guys. Yeah, uh, definitely got some payback to do. And, uh, no, we're excited, but it's just going to be another game where we're going out and approaching it uh, just like we're um, records 0-0 and, and go try to get that victory and make it 1-0 on the week. Well, Coach uh, Coach Bowell in his presser today talked again about that old uh, cliche of one game at a time, but that's really true. Uh, Coach Bowell uh, talked about uh, pl- the old cliche playing one game at a time, but that's really the way you have to approach your season, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of been an ongoing theme for, for our team is just taking it one game at a time, I think, especially when you're winning games, uh, just taking each week as a new new opportunity to get another win, and, and that's how we're thinking every game. Now, it seems to me that um, you uh, got a little little more action this game than in the past. Is that true? Is it Was there a change in scheme, or was it just an opportunity uh, to get the ball to uh, you this time? Yeah, it's, I mean, we usually, uh, we always have our tight ends involved um, in the offense, but I feel like it was just uh, what they were giving us. They were playing a lot of zone, and, and uh give me a lot of opportunities to get the ball and get up, get up the seam or get outside and and uh, it just worked out so I was, I was just happy I could make some plays for my team oh you really made a spectacular one there on the sideline there that was a heck of a play that guy really had you blanketed oh yeah yeah the, uh saw the ball coming in and and uh I kind of tried to not push him off but just kind of shield him off a little bit with my right hand and and luckily made the play it was big Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Well, Jake, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. I uh, want to wish you uh, a lot of luck. And by the way, uh, remember there's a trophy in this um, in this game, that rifle, and you guys haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'd like to see yeah. you guys holding that up. Oh, yeah. I love it, too. So hopefully we'll be doing that Saturday. All right. Well, great. Well, fantastic. And you guys hang in there and have a good game. And thanks for uh, joining us on the Go Y.O. Go podcast. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Take care. That was Jacob Hollister, my conversation with him. Uh, I have to admit, I'm a little obsessed with that rifle, I guess because we've we've never had it. But uh, I tell you, he's a a heck of a player, and I'm really glad they got him involved uh, a little more this time. Yeah, he's shown uh, hints uh, throughout early part of the season, even in limited catching type games, that when he gets the ball as a tight end, he is an an actual... uh, game-breaker type tight end and can be a little bit of a difference maker. Um, He had just a terrific game on Saturday against Boise State. Two big catches down on the sidelines, got the touchdown. It was a critical touchdown reception he had. Um, He really looks like 
the old school tight end going back to the tiller and Roach eras when Wyoming was using the tight ends a lot more effectively. Um, he's as good as any of those tight ends we had back in that era. And I would not be surprised to see him get a shot to play in the National Football League in the future. Well, he certainly has the size and he has the skill. Uh, let's see, is he a sophomore or a junior? He is a senior. He's a senior. So another guy. I tell you, <laughs> our uh, receiving core is going to be uh, rolling over. Uh, that's a little bit of a concern, but I guess we need to enjoy it while we have it. Well, I think, uh, again, I think we have, and we mentioned this before, I think with the underclassmen, the recruiting and all that's going on with both staff right now, we got a plenty of young talent in this program that's going to be able to step in and replace these veterans, and they're going to develop, you know, because two years ago we weren't talking about Gentry and Mulhart like this or Hollister. So I would expect next year we're going to have a few stars step up at that wide receiver spot. Well, I believe you're right, too. And and, and speaking of that, um, we've got a lot of uh, recruiting news, as you mentioned up on the top of the show. Um I talked to uh, Tom Laycock today and uh, got his report. Why don't we listen to that? Well, Tom Laycock has stopped by for the uh, weekly recruiting report. And Tom, uh, welcome to the Go Wild Go. And I understand uh, you've got some news about a lot of the commitments this week. Yeah, it's been a busy one every time you think that you're done. Uh, you get one more call or you see one more tweet and you have to kind of start over. But, uh, you know, that's a good problem now. That means uh, young men are, are receptive to what Wyoming has to sell, both on the offensive end. I'm sorry, both on the basketball and football side. That's right. You had some basketball and football commits. Yeah, the basketball commit kind of came out of the blue yesterday. How is is uh, uh, Anthony Mack... Uh, a Vegas native who actually went to Blair Academy in Blairstown, New Jersey, uh, just to see if he could find some a little bit better offers out there, uh, kind of raises game, and he's certainly done that. Uh, you know, you look at the at the averages, you know, 11.6 rebounds a game. They look, you know, there are a lot of kids in, in America with 11.6 rebounds a game, but then you realize that he's playing with uh, two other starters who are going to go high, high Division One. Uh, including one to Tennessee, one to Miami, and then another to Santa Clara. So uh, it's impressive what he's able to bring to the bring to the table. You know, I think he ended with somewhere around 30 scholarship offers. I know the first time I saw wow. him, he counted that those 27, and that's before some of the big ones came uh, came a knocking. So uh, about a six five uh, kid who plays some point guard, uh, a good shooter, also likes to get to the basket, and as he points out in high school right now. He's got a big enough body that they are using him to uh, uh, to do some defending of the post. So it uh, sounds like a guy who's got a lot of flexibility, uh, a guy who's got kind of an attitude. He's, he's a little bit arrogant, which you, know, you kind of need. Um, so a, a really a, a big, big get for Coach Edwards and the Cowboys. Uh, on the football side, uh, the latest commit came on Wednesday night uh, during Game 7. The World Series was uh, it was Chris Walker. We talked about him before, the offensive lineman from Lincoln East High School in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, big kid, once again, a little bit nasty, a little bit, uh, a little bit of an, ad- an attitude, uh, but by the same to- you know, by the same token, very uh, very polite to talk to on the phone. But 
uh, you can tell that there's kind of a, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of, of an interest in making sure that he beats his opponents and making sure that those opponents know that they're beaten. So uh, I think that's a terrific gift for Coach Bowl. And uh, this offensive line recruiting class is shaping up to be an outstanding one. Uh, they also picked up a commitment on Wednesday, I believe, and maybe Tuesday, from Alonzo uh, Balaquez, 66270 out of uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. I remember uh, him, yeah. kid who just, just started playing football a couple years ago. Right. Um, he, he's new to the game, and he's taken to a while. He's got tremendous physical tools. And a frame that you can, you know, I have no doubt that they can easily pack another 20 to 25 pounds on. Um, his feet are terrific. Uh, like I said, he is very raw, so it might be a bit of a project, but I think once they get some time with him uh, in the weight room and, and Coach Hoops gets some time with him on the practice field, I, I think they're going to like what they see. Uh, one of the all-time happiest people I think I've ever talked to. He's just so excited to be in this position. Um, and so I, it's, it's kind of fun to hear someone who has come from the Midwest who's just really super happy to be a cowboy. You know, uh Guys like that are uh, kind of what we're known for at Wyoming. And uh, it doesn't concern me, especially if we can get him to stick around for five years. By the time he gets to that junior, red shirt, junior, senior year, uh, he could be a pretty good prospect, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, we had a couple of those. We also had a linebacker from Intercom High School in uh, Sacramento, Ryan Oh, boy, I'm not going to get this name right at all. Uh, Galatobi, um, three-star uh, athlete, nice scholarship offers, including Nebraska. Uh, you know, he kind of said Wyoming's been there all along. Uh, he loves, loves the coaching staff, came out to visit in September. Um, so I, he likes what he's coming into. He knows what he's coming into, and he's very excited to be here. He has the highest rivals rating of, of any recruit this season. Uh, for the pokes, and so you, you kind of like to see that, and you like to see somebody who, who moves pretty quickly. Uh, and while we're on the subject of uh, linebackers who move pretty quickly, uh, they also picked up a scholarship, uh, a, a commitment from uh, Davon Wells Ross um, from the Chicagoland area, six uh, four, coming up on two hundred pounds, and uh, runs a ten nine in the mm-hmm. meters. Boy, that's good. So we. Yeah, you like seeing that kind of speed and that kind of size. So uh, he's in the boat. And, boy, am I missing? Oh, Trent Dorfner also committed this weekend. It's, it, you know, it's a good week when I'm starting to forget about who all committed. Yeah, uh, I tell you. Dorfner is a guy from uh, Washington State, uh, Lacey, Washington, I believe. Uh, plays a little bit of everything uh, for his high school, uh, River, River Ridge. And, uh, you know, 1,000-yard rusher. Also, uh plays wide receiver, safety, a kick return, punt return. So, you know, one of those guys is kind of willing to do a lot of different things. Um, he had developed a very nice relationship with Coach Caligas. Uh, really liked where Wyoming was uh, in, in the way that they treated him and the fact that uh, when they talked to him, he'd say, how are you doing? As opposed to, you know, how's your, you know, how's your game? So uh, that, I think, gets us up to 10 commitments for the year. And right about where we thought we would be coming into the season. Maybe we didn't get there quite as quick as, as some had hoped, but, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that either. Now, how many uh, scholarships, uh, it was just uh, just occurred to me, how many scholarships in total do we have for this next class? 
You know, I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, traditionally they've signed around 20. Around 20. So we're about halfway there then, technically speaking. Right, right. Now, uh, you were talking about uh, one of the guys who was the highly highest rated rivals. Uh, you know, there's always this debate about the stars, you know. The, uh, I don't think Wyoming has ever recruited a so-called quote-unquote five-star player, as far as I know. But uh, uh, what's your position on that? Would you rather look at how many other schools are recruiting the guy or the stars, or is it a combination of, of things? Well, Ryan Gandalow is the, the three-star. Um, and, I, you know, it's... By and large, when you're, when you're rating a kid star-wise, what you're rating is what you think you see is in terms of, of raw talent, as opposed to necessarily projecting forward. Um, so personally, I, I don't think the stars are the end-all, be-all, but by the same token, I'd sure like to have that kid who comes in talented and is willing to work hard than a kid who's got to work hard to get himself up to a, a, a starter position. So uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's... Uh, more a reflection of where the student-athlete is at that moment that they've been seen as opposed to what they're going to be in four years. Oh, good, good. So uh, you've got a good feeling for this class so far? So far, I love the offensive line and that they're brought in, I think. Uh, you see Bull really uh, building this team from the inside out, and uh, I think that's the way you think that's the way you build a football team. Well, we always need a good lineman either side of the ball anyway. They're kind of hard to come by, so that's good news. So uh, we're going in. Uh, now, we had the big game against Boise, and I'm, I'm assuming, uh, did you get a chance to go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so from all accounts, I watched it on TV. It looked really great. Uh, what was the atmosphere like? Oh, well, it was fantastic. You know, in the first half, there was a little bit, you know, when they went down 21-7, or just a little bit of concern a little bit of here we go again um, but after the, the field goal and, and then the subsequent touchdown you could see there was this feeling and, you, and you've seen it in each of the games that they won over the last couple of years and there's a point at which you kind of which I think the players realize we can play with these guys mm. and, and things kind of change I think the crowd realized hey we can play with these guys and things kind of take an upswing and uh, get good in a hurry oh yeah yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it, uh, even me watching it on television uh, and listening to the commentators, um, I never really, I didn't really have a lot of despair. There was some concern there, but uh, sure as all get out, they came back uh, twice. So this team uh, has a lot of confidence. They've talked about it uh, in the interviews that I've had, and uh, it's just been a, a, a really great thing. So. Uh, I agree. I agree. Well, so I we'll want to try it again this week. Okay. Well, good. Then uh, uh, we'll be watching it uh, from my vantage point here. And uh, again, we'll get you back here next week and we'll talk some more recruiting. Thank you much. Bye, Jeff. Well, thank you and you take care. Well, that was my uh, discussion about reporting with uh, recruiting, excuse me, uh, with Tom Laycock. Uh, a lot of good news. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm wondering if the Boise State game uh, helped uh, bring some people into the fold. I don't think there's any question the Boise State game was huge because, well, you know, with your interview with, with Tom, 
taking back off what Tom just said, Wyoming just picked up another commitment about uh, five minutes ago. At least it was announced five minutes ago. Um, Rudy Stouffer out of Kearney, Nebraska, another offensive lineman, has uh, committed, and that would be Wyoming's 11th commit the fifth commit out of the state of Nebraska, and I believe the fifth offensive lineman. So the momentum has, after this Boise State game, it appeared there's a lot of players sitting on the fence that liked Wyoming. It seemed to be the game that got a lot of players off that fence and to commit a little quicker to Wyoming than maybe some of the coaches even anticipated. Yeah, I tell you, that's uh, it. Uh, nothing like a, a, a win against a, a – 13th ranked team in the country in your home field and uh i tell you that's something else but i tell you what we're uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour so you know um uh you know what that means don't you when we get close to the top of the hour i'm gonna have to reach into the i uh, do yeah i'm gonna have to reach in here and get one of these out and uh, here, uh let me uh you can do that in your uh in your home there at colorado but i'm gonna open this baby up Ah, uh, there it goes. Uh, looks good. So, well, there you go. Another podcast, almost in the cabinet. Podcast number twelve. So, Ian, I want to thank you for stopping by, and uh, hopefully, we have a lot of good news to talk about again next week. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll watch the uh, Wyoming basketball exhibition game tonight, and we'll for that program uh, while we talk next week. All righty. Well, with that being the case, let's just turn down the uh, turn down the beer drinking music, and um, why don't we call it a day? There you have it. Podcast number 12. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go Wild Go. We're here every week. So make sure that you tune in to Go Wild Go podcast. The Go Wild Go podcast is a production of the Jackalope Ridge Media in cooperation with the Go Wild Go message board. Our thanks go out to the University of Wyoming, Learfield Sports, and Mr. Dave Walsh for allowing us to use the highlights. All rights reserved. <laughs>